All right, welcome in everybody. Today we'll be going over Zinj's empire. That's Warlord Zinj, by the way. Uh, is so out of all of the imperial factions in the Warlord era, Zinj's empire was probably the biggest threat by scale and sheer amount of military power. Now, if the Greater Maldrude had the most capable leader in Gilad Pelion, uh, if the Ariadu Authority had the most prestigious imperial lineage, the Tarkin lineage, and the Pentastar Alignment had the most secure territory, it lasting all the way through the Legacy Era, then Zinj's empire had the absolute largest fleet and army to field out of any of its counterparts. And although it would only really be a threat for four years, uh, between four and eight ABY, it would be one of the New Republic's greatest opponents of the era. It was led by Grand Moff Zinj, who had been a Grand Moff of the Quelly Oversector before the fall of Palpatine. And Zinj's rule really started after he refused to recognize the authority of the Imperial Ruling Council. Now that's the council that Sate Pestage sat on and Isani Isard kind of ruled, kind of overruled in a lot of scenarios uh, before the fall of Coruscant. And it's the same council that tried to order uh, people like Artis Kane around in Truton Teradoc and Gilad Pelion, but they they kind of weren't having it. Uh, Zinj very much more so. So he took off after Endor, took all the ships and resources he could back to his Oversector and became a warlord. Although he espoused that the territories he ruled over was actually the real empire. Okay, Palpatine's true and proper empire that the count and the ruling council were all just a bunch of power-hungry money grubbers. Now Zinj was an absolute ruthless bastard. Uh, and he would go so far as to hunt down and kill his own mother who was an Imperial Fleet Commander, by the way. Now, she went rogue and decided to carve out a destiny on her own, took a crew and a couple of ships with her. Zinj was having none of it. Uh, it was very short-lived destiny that she carved out for herself because she would be hunted down and killed by her own son. Now, Zinj would establish the capital of his empire on the world of Sereno, which was the homeworld of famed Separatist leader Count Dooku. Zinj would be one of the most cunning and dangerous opponents that the New Republic would ever face. His flagship was the Executor-class Super Star Destroyer, the Iron Fist. And he would also use it to uh, kind of be this big looming threat over all of his opponents. You never knew what Zinja was going to do, where he was going to show up, especially using the Iron Fist. He was a very intelligent opponent 
for the new Repo- uh, the new republic. He was very smart. Uh, he he rarely made a misstep, which made him all the more dangerous, uh, as opposed to say an all too arrogant Wilhuff Tarkin or any of the incompetent Imperial officers that Lord Vader would force choke through a Zoom call, right? Now, Zinge would scour the galaxy for Imperial agents, spies, and assassins. He set up this vast economic network through shell companies and dummy corporate ventures. Uh, All of this would be geared towards fueling the industrial powerhouse of a fleet that he needed to not only defend his huge amounts of territory, but also, of course, to crush the meddlesome New Republic. Because Zinj was also butting against the Pentastar alignment and the Greater Maldrud for vast swaths of territory, uh, especially along the Rima and Hydean trade routes. Uh, and if you don't know, in Star Wars, there are these hyperspace trade routes that run along some very important worlds of commerce. Uh, and all of the factions, not just the warlords, but the Hapens, the Huts, the New Republic, the corporate sector, they all wanted to monopolize as much as they could these hyperspace trade routes. Because if you can control the trade, you can have economic prosperity and you can fund whatever you want Uh, in this era whatever they want was primarily ships it was primarily fielding as big a fleet as you possibly could so Zinge, the Pentastar Alignment and the Greater Maldrud they would each proclaim themselves to be the true heir to the first galactic empire Uh, and they all put forward that they were holding uh, its emperor's grand vision and they they were the only ones that could do it uh, and that everybody else was kind of this pretender and needed to be brought to heel now Zinge Zinge kind of really followed through with this uh, ideology and like I said he was a very intelligent Uh, He was also a bit paranoid. He hardly ever left the safety of his flagship, the Iron Fist. Though if he did, it was only to venture to a location that was just as secure, like his Rancor base on the planet Dathomir, where he had established a crucial mining operation that was integral to his many plans and schemes. Now it would be from here that he would strike out against both his New Republic and Imperial enemies. It would be after the New Republic reclaimed Coruscant and the defeated head of Imperial intelligence, Isani Isard, that Zinj would gain a massive amount of intelligence agents, bereft territories, and Imperial forces fleeing from the core worlds. Now, Zinj would prove to be so devastating and so dangerous an enemy that the New Republic would task Han Solo with a massive fleet to venture out into the galaxy to hunt him down. 
and Solo would do this for months. He he would end up being away from uh, Princess Leia, from Coruscant, from Luke, and he he would spend all the time uh, aboard his flagship, the Mon Ramonda. Uh, it, it's this big, powerful Mon Calamari ship, and he had uh, fleet carriers. He had he had all the support ships he needed. He had big flagship killer fleet because they knew they were hunting an executor class star destroyer now the hunt and downfall of zinge was also the covert task of rogue and wraith squadrons these were two elite fighter squadrons that spearheaded much of the republic's covert efforts alongside republic intelligence now zinge's military was comprised mostly of the run-of-the-mill hardware and trooper components you might expect to see in the Empire, although he did produce some staple soldiers that were exclusive to Zinj's forces, those being the Raptor Troopers, who were his take on Elite Stormtroopers, and the TIE Raptor Interceptor, which is a modified TIE variant that, again, was exclusive to Zinj's Empire. And although he did have part of the Greater Stormtrooper Corps under his control, they were a dwindling and a kind of dying out force that was getting tough to replenish. So Zinj did very much feel the need to bolster his show of strength with a new and improved symbol of power and fear, which resulted in the Raptor Corps. Zinj would ultimately meet his demise over the key world of Dathomir in a pitched battle with Han Solo, his fleet, the Republic's elite fighter squadrons, a clan of Dathomiri witches, and the Skywalkers. Now, after which, his territories and forces would be fought over primarily between Truton Teradoc of the Great Amaldrud and Admiral Akbar, with the Mon Calamari winning a massive portion of the territories, while Teradoc and the Maldrud absorbed most of the fleets and troop companies. So Zinj, along with Isard and the taking of Coruscant, these are all the main obstacles and opponents we see the New Republic face down in the Rogue Squadron books. And it is a lot of fun going along that journey. It's full of espionage and pitched dogfights, major space battles, there's a little romance here and there, and it's honestly one of the best book series out there, period. I, I highly recommend it to anyone, including non-science fiction or non-Star Wars fans. Who knows, maybe this could be your intro into the genre, you know, your, your gateway to a greater galaxy far, far away. Well, that is all I have time for today, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in, and stick around for more Sci-Fi Unchained. But for now, live long and prosper, my friends, and may the Force be with us all.